Welcome to Quirky, Creepy, and Freaky, a podcast where I tell you about wonky animal facts. I'm your host, Olivia, and each week I will share with you a different weird fact from the animal kingdom. This week we were originally going to talk about cuttlefish camouflage, a nice colorful episode for the holiday season, but then I felt like I didn't have enough time this week to do uh, cuttlefish research justice, so after a little change around, I'm bringing you something completely different. So, for something totally different, we're going to be talking about a marsupial with cubed poop. That's right, we're going to be talking about wombats today. So now, if you currently happen to find yourself amongst several wombats, you can be gaining wisdom about wombats while being in a wisdom of wombats. How fun! So, wombats are marsupials native to Australia, and they are currently found in southern and eastern Australia, and then in Tasmania as well, generally in forested, shrubby sorts of areas, often around the mountains. Wombats are pretty sizable animals, with adults getting up to one meter or a bit over three feet in length, and they weigh between 20 and 35 kilograms, which is around 45 and 75 pounds. While this is a good-sized animal, it's still smaller than the now-extinct giant wombat that stood almost 2 meters tall, about 6 feet, and could grow up to 12 feet long. For reference, that's almost as long as a beetle car, the Volkswagen Beetle. Wombats may not get that big anymore, but they're still definitely not small little, little dudes. There are currently three living species, the common wombat, which, given the name, is not surprisingly the most well-known and most common. Then we have the southern hairy-nosed wombat and the northern hairy-nosed wombat. It may be a little surprising with their size, but wombats often live in burrows and can dig burrows about 100 feet long, around 30 meters. Their burrows only have one entrance, but their burrows get pretty expansive with branches to different chambers. The common wombat may live a more solitary life in its burrows, but the hairy-nosed wombats are are more social wombats, and they will share their burrows with other wombats. Wombats are primarily nocturnal and mostly hide out in their burrows during the day, so oftentimes you may not necessarily run into them during the day, as they're questing to find their grasses, sedges, barks, and roots to chomp on overnight. However, on sunny days, they are known to find a nice sunny spot near the burrow entrance to bask in the sun for a bit. Now, onto the poop. Wombats poop cubes! There are a few ideas as to why this is beneficial to them. In the animal world, poop, known in the wild or to naturalists as scat and to biologists often as feces, is often used as a communication tool, like a stinky scent marker. Scat can be used to mark territory and to attract mates. Wombats often deposit their cubes in aggregations called latrines. Many times, these latrines are found next to landmarks and prominent natural features like big rocks, logs, and even burrow entrances within their home range. Since latrines oftentimes have more than five piles of poo, it is believed that more than one wombat scat is involved. These latrines, therefore, seem to be pretty important for wombat communication, which is where the shape of their poo comes in handy. It is thought that the cubed shape, which is rare in nature, not too many things in nature are cubes, makes the poo less likely to roll around and makes these latrines much more stable, 
which means that the wombat is can be or the wombat can be pretty sure that it is marking where it wants to mark and it won't lose its poo. Interestingly, the shape primarily minimizes the poo rolling away when the target is on an incline. In one study, researchers made dough balls modeled after wombat scat and then dropped them on the ground from about the height of a wombat bum. On flat surfaces, the cubes rolled more than spheres actually, but when they were dropped on an incline, the cubes moved less. Since wombats often live in mountainous areas, this checks out. If you're trying to mark an area on an incline, you really don't want your poo to roll downhill on you. Wombats can even mark many, many areas throughout the night, so you definitely don't want your uh, poo rolling downhill and ruining all of your hard work if you're out there trying to mark your territory. Wombats are capable of producing between 800 and 100 poo cubes a night. Poof! Not 800 cubes, 80 cubes. Between <laughs> wombats are capable of producing between 80 and 100 cubes a night, with only about four to eight cubes per bowel movement. So that's a lot of latrines to mark in a night. So that is why the cube shape is thought to be helpful. But how are these cubes made? As I briefly mentioned, cubes are a super rare occurrence in nature, and especially since poo is pretty soft, it doesn't really make sense that the poo would be square. Over time, there have been several hypotheses as to how they do this. One of them that feels fairly intuitive is that they would have a relatively geometrically shaped sphincter that helps shape it, but that is not the case. So getting into this, most people know about the Nobel Prize, which is an award that acknowledges particularly groundbreaking works of science and literature. But what may be a little lesser known is the Ig Nobel Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize was created in the uh, 90s, essentially to be a fun satire sort of award made to acknowledge science that, as the creators of the award say, is funny but still makes you think a bit. So it is essentially an award to acknowledge some quirky science, unusual things, and sometimes trivial science, and for the most part that's what it covers. So back in 2019, or how this relates back to the wombats, Patricia Yang and David Hugh won the Ig Nobel Prize for physics, actually, in their research into why wombats poop cubes. It feels like a surprising topic for physics, but their body of work surrounding, um, or their body of work investigating the cube shape of wombat poo has a lot to do with some fluid mechanics and Reynolds numbers, as well as material science, usually using cornstarch mixtures, it looks like, so oobleck to the rescue here. And they have done quite a bit of research into wombat poo, and most of the papers that I ran into that really explain the science and how wombats make cubes was from their work, so they're really my primary reference. And they're also responsible for the research I mentioned just a bit ago, involving throwing dough balls resembling the wombat poo on the ground to investigate how far it rolled. So what Yang and Hugh found is that the wombat intestine is not uniformly stiff due to variations in muscle thickness around the intestine. It's designed so that the walls of the intestine, which would form the sides of the cubes, are pretty stretchy and they give more, but then the regions of the intestine that line up with the uh, corners of the cube are much more stiff. And then to go along with this, peristalsis, which is the series of muscle contractions that move things through your digestive tract, is still uniform throughout the gut, so there's even pressure throughout 
It's just variations in the muscle contractions themselves around the intestine. So this means that that variation in stiffness provides the structure to shape and sculpt the corners in the poo as the gut contracts, and the corners are formed in the poo over the course of 10 contraction cycles. Where those Rain Reynolds numbers come in, if you're curious, is that they, um, the researchers performed some mathematical modeling to investigate how some of this works, and they found that an increased stiffness ratio as well as higher Reynolds numbers were what were needed to produce square shapes. So who knew that all you need to make cubed poo was some good old turbulence? You may notice that this process of sculpting really only accounts for four sides of the cube. So like if you were to chop through the cube, those are the sides that it accounts for, that cross section. So within the intestine, the poop can't really rotate to compact those last two sides. So how are they flattened to make the cube? So Patricia and David have some ideas on how this happens. So through some research looking at how cornstarch dries, which sounds super exciting, uh, they think that lateral cuts in the poo as it solidifies in the intestine would be responsible for the last two sides. But that is really early work that they are doing, and it seems that that might be what they're currently investigating. So apparently, you never know what you can learn about poo by watching cornstarch dry, so I don't know, maybe give it a shot. <laughs> in an attempt to smoothly round out this episode, Australia is mostly known for its assortment of venomous and poisonous creatures and giant spiders, and generally wildlife that's going to kill you. So it makes it really kind of a nice fun twist to make their wildlife a little bit nicer that Australia also has a group of super cute animals that are the only ones to make cubed poo. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and be sure to tune in to next week's episode. Please rate and review on iTunes and Podbean, and you can also find the podcast on Amazon Music and Audible. There are now a couple of options to help support this podcast. You can share us with anyone you know that, that could use some more animal facts in their life, which we all know is everybody. And you can also become a patron on Patreon, so you can find the link for that in the description below. You can also find the podcast on Instagram now, so if you're there, give it a follow at QuirkyCreepyFreakyPod. And if you have a favorite quirky, creepy, or freaky animal fact, send it on in at QuirkyCreepyFreakyPod at gmail.com. Audio editing and recording is done by me, Olivia Streit. The intro music was created by Kaylee Streit. Thank you for listening. <laughs>